0: Welcome to Southwest Health, the podcast that brings you inside the workings of a hospital. This is your host, Rhonda Armstrong. For our first episode, I will be sharing the history of the hospital. Southwest Mississippi Regional Medical Center was founded in 1969 out of a critical need for a hospital that can more thoroughly care for the members of our community. The residents of Macomb, Mississippi originally sought health care from the Macomb City Hospital that had been constructed in 1911. However, the growing community quickly overburdened this hospital, giving rise to the need for a more comprehensive facility. According to Macomb attorney Norman B. Gillis Jr. of the pre-Southwest era, there wasn't a single approved bed in Macomb. At the time, there were only 12 doctors in Macomb, of those, three being specialists, one gynecologist and two ear, nose, and throat doctors. Of course, there was no chance we were going to get any new ones, Gillis had said. And he was right. While the modestly-sized Macomb City Hospital was doing its best to treat the Pike County residents, it was too insignificant to attract the specialist that this region of Mississippi so desperately needed. There was no true emergency room, and the facility that served as one was underprepared for any type of real emergency. There was no ICU for individuals requiring special monitoring. Major surgeries had to be sought elsewhere as there was no anesthesiologist, just a nurse anesthetist. No physical or inhalation therapy and certainly no mental health facilities, which meant a distinct lack of drug or alcohol treatment centers. For those who have ever personally faced a medical emergency or who have had a family member in that position, you know how important it can be to have a fully operational medical facility close at hand. Pre-Southwest, Pike County residents had to call a funeral home in order to get an ambulance. And by ambulance, I mean a hearse. This is how residents used to hitch a ride to a fully equipped hospital in Jackson or New Orleans. And that was provided only if there wasn't a funeral going on. They weren't equipped as emergency care units as we have now, Gillis had stated in reference to these hearses. In fact, you were lucky if the hearse had an IV unit attached to the ceiling. Concerned members of the community recognized the significant need for more. More specialists, more health facilities, or at least one very large one, and ultimately, more jobs. The hospital that Pike County visionaries had in mind would do wonders to boost the economy of this region of Mississippi. With a large hospital comes numerous job opportunities, from the obvious need for medical staff to other jobs such as maintenance, registration staff, dietary, groundskeepers, financial experts, housekeeping. Honestly, the list goes on and on. Fast forward to today, and Southwest Health employs more than 1,200 individuals. The need for a regional hospital seemed so obvious to most. However, there were powerful and influential residents that held the idea in check for 15 years, according to Attorney Gillis and former McComb Mayor Newton H. James. Who was a fellow advocate for the new hospital. On this, former Mayor James said people who had given their lives giving medical service to the area had vested financial interest that made it difficult or impossible to support the hospital. Gillis commented, there was opposition to this hospital of such significance and magnitude that it took us about six years of court battles, two elections, and we even had to redistrict the county. The idea for Southwest Regional first surfaced when Macomb residents and visionaries J. Gordon Roach Sr. and Johnny Lewis decided to go to Jackson in 1954 and apply for federal Hilburton funds, which they intended to use to start a public regional hospital. The funds were not granted, and this great idea seemed to fizzle out until talk of the new hospital picked up again in the early 1960s, spearheaded by men such as Gillis, James. A businessman, Thomas D. Magruder Sr., and a local banker, Warren Wild. Together, they, among others, formed a 15 man committee intent on pushing forward with these plans. Again, more opponents stood in the way. One in particular had significant influence on the county board of supervisors. This led to constant roadblocks, and it wasn't until Gillis filed a lawsuit to redistrict the entire county with his father, Norman B. Gillis Sr., and former Mayor Newton James, listed as plaintiffs, that the board had the sense to stand down. Previously, the five districts were based on the number of road miles in each district instead of focusing on population. This meant that the fourth district, which included McComb and Summit, who comprised a large percentage of the county population, only had one of five votes on the board. At least 40 percent of Pike County residents lived in the fourth district, making the current system of representation incredibly inaccurate. So the 15-man committee filed their lawsuit and won. They had officially gotten the attention of the Board of Supervisors. The largest political and legal obstacle had finally been overcome, but that doesn't mean it was smooth sailing from then on out. To the contrary, battles then ensued concerning the physical location of the hospital. James recalls that the current site, the old airport, was considered ideal because the land was already owned by the city and county. Gillis said that the hospital was wholly contested and legally disputed even when they won. All of this took time, he said. It took years of trying, but finally the hurdles were overcome and we broke ground. The groundbreaking ceremony took place in May of 1969. I can tell you, James said, there was one man that did more to get a hospital than 10 men put together, and that was Norman Gillis. To achieve this goal, Gillis had apparently contemplated creating a private hospital to serve the community when circumstances looked the most dire. Every time it looked dead, he took some action to keep it alive, James said. Advocates of the hospital had gotten it approved in 1967 under the sole ownership of the city of Macomb. Originally, it was to be named Pike City General Hospital until later that year when Pike County and two supervisors' districts of Amite County got involved, and alas, she was officially named Southwest Mississippi Regional Medical Center. From the time of its groundbreaking, SMRMC has done nothing but grow. As the hospital grew, so did the ER. In its 50th anniversary edition of the SMRMC Magazine, we interviewed Southwest Health System Medical Director, Dr. Henry L. Lewis III. Here, Lewis reminisces about his time as a doctor in the early years of Southwest's history. He became a member of Southwest in the mid-1970s, where he moonlighted nights and weekends. He said during this time, our small little ER was finding itself swamped and therefore resources were being overrun. Lewis said doctors found out that they could not take calls at night and treat inpatients and the ER. The hospital has had many extensions over the years, but the first was moving out of the tiny emergency room on the south side of the building and adding a double-wide trailer, which would serve as an ER for a short time as we expanded the official emergency room. Our number of ER patients continued to increase until it became obvious that we needed board-certified ER doctors as that became a specialty. Thankfully, Southwest made this vision a reality because come January 10, 1975, our emergency room was being put to the test. It was on this day that a devastating tornado blew through Macomb, killing seven and injuring more than 100 people. In reference to this event, A New York Times article dated January 11, 1975, says, A tornado ripped a two-mile swath through Macomb today, leveling businesses and homes, shredding trees, and injuring more than 100 persons. Officials said four persons died in Macomb and three others in a nearby rural area. The storm was the most fierce of a series of tornadoes that lashed the state between 8 and 10 a.m. Three persons were reported dead on arrival, at a local medical center, and another at a McComb funeral home. Officials said an elderly man and a mother and her daughter were killed near the small community of Ruth, north of McComb. Hospital officials said that 101 of McComb's 1,200 residents had been treated for injuries, with 10 admitting for continued treatment here and 7 sent to other hospitals. Two of those admitted here were listed in critical condition. The hospital they're referring to is us. In a time of crisis, Southwest had the distinct privilege of caring for our community. We are proud to say we passed this unexpected test and came out the other side a better hospital, more suited to tend to the needs of our community. and Richmond, the president of the hospital board of trustees, remembers this tornado all too well. He began working for Southwest in 1972 when the hospital only had 72 beds less than half of its current number, and the fifth and sixth floors were not yet complete. Southwest was also continuing to operate the McComb City Hospital, so Richmond found himself driving back and forth. On the morning of the tornado, he had left the city hospital at 8.15 and was headed back to Southwest when he remembered stopping at the red light at Delaware. He said all of a sudden the stoplight was gone. I looked up and saw the tornado. I'm sure he must have been terrified, but he managed to make his way to the hospital and immediately realized we didn't have any power. By the time it was all said and done, the tornado had killed nine people, destroyed 84 homes and 30 businesses. Southwest treated 119 people that day. Medical personnel from every specialty sprang into action. Richmond recalls sewing up patients in the hallway and said a dentist friend of mine was suturing someone. It was truly an all-hands-on-deck situation. While the hospital itself didn't receive any damage, it was forced to operate on the one generator the facility had at the time. The tornado was a learning experience that taught us the value of being self-sufficient, so now we have five generators and can remain fully operational during a time of crisis. We also acquired our own water well to avoid being reliant on potable water supplied by the military as we had done when the tornado struck. Nearly two years later, Southwest would play a role in another memorable disaster, the Leonard Skinnerd plane crash. Ironically, hospital staff had just undergone disaster training for a simulated plane crash west of town. Richmond remembers this crash all too well. It occurred on the night of October 20th, 1977, while Richmond was on administrative call And was at a junior high ball game along with our head surgical nurse and three other doctors in a pre cell phone world he had been paged to the press box where he was told of the plane crash near gillisburg one of the doctors noted that he was tired of doing drills imagine his surprise when he found out this was real life where do you start when an event like this has occurred Richmond started by calling a National Guard commander in Jackson and requested two helicopters, a heavy-duty vehicle, and six men, which he was promptly provided along with a Coast Guard helicopter. They used the north parking lot where the Heart Center currently resides to bring everyone in. This crash had killed six people, and their bodies were initially brought into the hospital and covered. All of this hard work, and Richmond had never even heard of Leonard Skinnerd. Yet he fielded phone calls all night from Sydney, Australia to London and several other countries, all inquiring as to the fate of the rock band. For our role in this tragedy, Leonard Skinner Monument Incorporated presented Southwest with a stone monument, which will serve as a historical marker here in Macomb. It is located at the intersection of Marion Avenue and Harrison Avenue and was presented on October 19th, 2019 as an anniversary gift to the hospital. It reads as follows: This marker is presented to Southwest Mississippi Regional Medical Center in grateful appreciation to rescuers and caregivers for the tremendous care provided to the 20 survivors of the Leonard Skinnerd Band airline crash, October 20th, 1977. The carrier team provided to survivors of the iconic Southern and Blues rock band is not definable through mere words. Each caregiver we met treated the physical, mental, spiritual and emotional needs of the Leonard Skinner band survivors, their families, and friends. We continue to remember the six souls we lost on the crash site that fateful night. We are truly grateful for all that you did and want people from all over the world to thank you for caring for our band members and congratulate you on your 50th anniversary. Southwest continued to grow with the expansion of the ER and the addition of the fifth and sixth floors. Expansion is a sign of growth but growth is also taxing on hospital financials. In 1984, Southwest took a blow when an audit uncovered some major financial problems, which resulted in the departure of the then-administrator. Bill Hewitt filled in for a short while as interim CEO, while the hospital board was hard at work searching for a new one. In 1985, they had found their perfect match. Norman Price. Price avoided the limelight, choosing instead to showcase Southwest and everything that she was and could still be. Recovery takes time, but after just three short years, Price had seen the hospital back in the black and finally stable enough to expand yet again. Dr. Henry Lewis recalls speaking with Price about his vision for expansion. We were looking at the north end of the hospital when Norman got there, and there was a hole deep down, and he said, this is where medical records and administrative offices need to be, and above that, ambulatory surgery, Lewis had said. And so it was, the Ambulatory Surgery Center, ASC, opened in February of 1988, followed by the Butler Family Chapel later that year. In 2015, the wing was named the Norman M. Price Ambulatory Surgery Center. While our administrative offices are still located in the basement, patients can now access medical records from their office located just off the main lobby. Norman Price would oversee the growth of Southwest for the next 30 years. After the addition of the Ambulatory Surgery Center came the Women's Health Center in 1993, which included one of the first labor, delivery, recovery, and postpartum units in the state. Then, the Mississippi Cancer Institute was built in 1998. This was huge for locals at the time. Cancer treatments often take place multiple times a week, and before the Cancer Institute opened, Residents were driving a couple hours north to Jackson or would receive treatments in the neighboring state of Louisiana. In 2001, we acquired Lawrence County Hospital, followed by St. Luke Home Health in 2002. Then in 2004, Southwest made waves in the community yet again with the addition of the Cardiovascular Institute. By this time, the ER needed another makeover, so it expanded again in 2009. We added hospice services in 2013 and installed a pharmacy in the lobby in 2017, which has subsequently grown enough to require its own building and is currently located across the street from the main hospital. In 2016, we partnered with Ochsner Health System in Louisiana, which among other things afforded us the ability to provide patients with our very own medical helicopter to use in transportation of critically ill patients. Amidst all the physical growth, we also had to make several technological advancements. First and foremost, this meant adding and staying up to date with diagnostic imaging equipment. As we continue to grow, one major goal is to provide comprehensive health care to all of Pike County and the surrounding area without them having to drive more than a 100-mile radius. The addition of the fifth and sixth floors of the main hospital, including a public meeting room and cafeteria, has greatly impacted the community as well. We let entities beyond the hospital all the time come in and use the facility. It's good PR, and it's a good service for the community. We named it after Carl Haskins, Lewis had said. Haskins was a community icon and valued member of the Board of Trustees. In 2019, Southwest saw its next round of major changes. For starters, Southwest Health announced its affiliation, With the University of Mississippi Medical Center. UMMC posted an announcement about the affiliation on their website. It reads, a new affiliation between Southwest Health System in McComb and the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson will strengthen and expand care services in McComb and Southwest Mississippi. The affiliation brings the advanced health care offerings of Mississippi's only academic medical center to Southwest Mississippi Regional Medical Center, a 165-bed progressive hospital with a medical staff of nearly 100 physicians representing 12 medical specialties. The working relationship allows 1,200 employees Southwest Health System to enhance its strong medical staff, expand its healthcare services, and improve access to treatment through UMMC's medical outreach. The agreement allows UMMC and Southwest to explore future research and education opportunities. Expanded access to state-of-the-art care will enable more Macomb area residents to stay home for treatment, said Kevin Cook, CEO of the UMMC Health System. As healthcare resources continue to shrink, collaboration among providers is essential, Cook said. We are excited about our affiliation with SMRMC and look forward to working with the hospital and community to ensure that region's health needs are addressed for many years to come. For several months, our board, medical staff, and administrative team have worked together on this affiliation process, said Norman Price, Southwest Health System CEO. Our goal was to find the best fit for not only our hospital and employees, but also for our patients and our community we feel this affiliation with UMMC meets our present as well as our future expectations. This partnership will enable us to provide exceptional care to the patients and families that we serve throughout our community. It's like Dr. Kevin Richardson, Southwest Chief Medical Officer. Norman Price continued to help Southwest grow until the day he retired. In late 2019, after 35 years of service to SMRMC, Price announced his retirement. Taking his place in February of 2020 was Charla Rowley. Rowley had served as Southwest's chief financial officer for six years before stepping up as the new CEO. Little did she know, within a month, that she would be facing a global pandemic. In the spring 2021 edition of the SMRMC magazine, Rowley laments the hardships faced by the COVID-19 pandemic and the consequential hardships that followed. In the spring 2021 edition of the SMRMC Magazine, Riley laments the hardships faced by the COVID-19 pandemic and the consequential hardships that followed. She also thanked the community for their role in carrying Southwest through these trying times, along with multiple expressions of gratitude to our staff who worked tirelessly to care for and protect the members of our community from the consequences of COVID. Rowley faced a steep learning curve as she stepped into her new role. But even this did not prevent her from doing what was best for our community and this hospital. SMRMC strictly followed the requirements and guidelines set out by the World Health Organization, making adjustments every time new information and regulations came to light. On the other side of the pandemic, Southwest has grown into a much stronger team. In the Spring 2021 article, Rowley states, I saw a group of individuals from every area of our facility pull together, lock arms and work side by side toward a common goal. They became dependent on each other and built trust that could only be forged through an event like this. As we moved past these trying times, Southwest continues to seek growth. In 2022, we decided it was time to upgrade our operating system. In July of 2022, St. Dominic Hospital announced that SMRMC would be partnering in the way we share electronic medical records in an article that reads, in part, Today, St. Dominic Hospital in Jackson and Southwest Mississippi Regional Medical Center in Macomb announced a formal agreement to share the same electronic medical record delivered through the integrated EPIC platform. EPIC is one of the nation's largest electronic medical records software, securely linking real-time, personalized diagnostic, treatment, and continuing care data for each patient. Because St. Dominic Hospital is a member of the multi-state Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady Health System, FMOLHS. Southwest Mississippi will also have full access to the benefits of the health system's integrated software. St. Dominic's has been a longtime neighbor to Southwest Health, and we've worked together on many collaborations for stroke, cardiovascular services, and more, said Jackson Market President Scott Cashman. Supporting providers in central Mississippi allows patients and their physicians to maximize connectivity and medical resources while keeping patients in the Macomb community. Technology has proven we can assure the right care at the right time, completely customized to each patient's need and clinical situation. Real-time records are crucial for providing the quickest, most up-to-date care for critical patients from the time they enter our facility until the moment they are discharged. Our switch to the EPIC operating system took place in June of 2023, and we've already seen improvements to our daily operations as a result. Well, this brings us up to date on the history of Southwest Mississippi Regional Medical Center. We look forward to serving this community for many decades to come. Tune in for regular updates about our facility and interviews with our staff and patients. As always, your health, your hospital, our priority.